evening, everyone, and welcome to Prospects After Dark. I am Kyle Reese. I am your host. Uh, it is June 20th. It's 8.30. It's a Wednesday night, and we are doing Prospects After Dark on a weird time and night. Uh, you know, traditionally, I'd like to do Prospects After Dark either Monday or Thursday nights. I feel like we get a pretty good showing those nights, uh, but Wednesday can be kind of weird. Now, we have a lot to talk about. Hello, son. How are you, Graham? It's nice to see you. Not really. Hello. Uh, Victoria Dryden, hello. Uh, welcome to our little shindig. Uh, look, as everyone knows, we've got plenty to talk about. It's kind of been a down couple weeks here for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I mean, we could start there. We could start at the minor leagues. The short season clubs have fired up. Uh, there is plenty to talk about. Uh, hello, everyone. Cards, gifts, hello. Mark Hopple, hello. Uh, you dog lovers. I do love a good dog. Love them dogs. All right, so tonight we're drinking Makers again. It's still affordable, and you can't pass up on Makers. Tell us about Nolan Gorman at bat that weren't home runs. Uh, great question by Graham to start us off, and I mean that in total sincerity, Graham. Uh, yesterday, Nolan Gorman hit his first professional home run. He went one for four in his Johnson City debut, and he hit an opposite field home run. In the other three at-bats, uh, he was somewhat overmatched. He struck out pretty bad against a lefty. By the way, Nolan Gorman is a third baseman slash DH. He's only played DH so far for Johnson City, uh, who the Cardinals drafted with their first pick in the draft. And uh, so anyways, he looked bad against the lefty. He got blown away by the lefty, struggled a little bit in his other two at-bats. Uh, he's struggled tonight a little bit, too. I was listening to that game a little bit before I pumped the music in. And, uh, you know, he is still, there's still work to be done. It'll be fun to see how it all goes along. He's at Johnson City. That's worth getting excited about. And we'll figure things out uh, going on. So far, the Cardinals draftees haven't done very much in just their like first three games. So uh, let's see what's going on. Oh, hey, Mr. Cower is here. Uh, Jackson Cower, who we were all uh, wondering. Who also? Uh, let me take a step back. So Jackson Cower is a pitcher from Florida who it looked like the Cardinals might draft. He ended up being drafted by the Kansas City Royals. And he pitched... One of the best College World Series games uh, you'll see. Six and two-thirds innings, 13 strikeouts. He almost single-handedly willed Florida to a College World Series victory. And, uh, man, his changeup is devastating when it's on. It's been completely on for the last two starts that he's had. Uh, anyways, uh, congratulations to the Cower family on being drafted. Congratulations on the job they did raising Jackson. Uh, uh, an incredible start, an incredible week, and hopefully nothing but great things to come for Jackson. Uh, let's see, Gorman was one for four with three Ks. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. You know, he might have only had two Ks now that I think about it. Uh, that game was incredible, Cardinals gift set. I did not get to watch it, uh, but it seems like every single one of these College World Series games has been incredible. Now, we're here to talk about the Cardinals. Uh, we're here to talk about the minor league system. We're here to talk about some nice young players like Jackson Cower, uh, the, the, the tremendous right-hander. Um, but if you get some time, you should definitely tune in for... Uh, prospects after dark, but you're here. You should definitely tune into the College World Series because it's been incredible. Even right now, the Oregon State-UNC game, uh, it seems like it's been pretty damn good. Uh, why did the Cardinals troll Ponce de Leon? Graham, bring in the heat. I like it. Uh, hey, Kyle, uh, waiting for the first cheers. I need another drink. All right, so how about this? Uh, we know we have one of the members of the Jackson Cower family in here. Normally, we go straight to the Hicks family. Uh, we love the Hicks. They're going to take just the small, the smallest of back seats this time. They'll get cheers number two. And uh, anyways, to Mr. Jackson Cower uh, for the tremendous performance in the College World Series and to the Cower family for uh, the draft and all the amazing job they've done rearing young Jackson. Tremendous stuff. 
Uh, Troy Poole asks, hey Kyle, if you have time tonight, I'd be interested to have your thoughts on Ortega and Montero. I'll watch and listen later. I'm at Zach's ball game. First off, good luck to Zach at his ball game. For those of you who don't know, Troy Poole is an awesome guy. You should follow him on Twitter. He's just a really solid family man, as I've said a bunch of times. Uh, uh, Mark Hoppel says, is Dakota, Hud Hust is Dakota Hudson starting on Monday? I don't know yet. You know, smart money is on John Gant. I'm pulling for Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, getting, are, the, are the Cardinals going to sign Gingery or Gingery or whatever the hell his name is? Uh, the fourth round draft pick out of Texas Tech who had Tommy John surgery. I would think yes. Uh, our boy Wes Wells brought up a good point that there's a chance that they're waiting. Wes Wells, or that uh, uh, Gingery is waiting until after Texas Tech runs their course in the College World Series, even though he isn't eligible to play. Uh, I think that's a good chance, and, and we'll see what happens. To Troy's pool's question about Ortega and Montero, it's just as simple, Troy. You know this. Uh, Dennis Ortega is a tremendous catching prospect. Uh, defensively, he's ahead of where a 20-year-old should be. He has a strong arm. He leads the Midwest League with nine caught stealings. Uh, he did it in the All-Star game yesterday. It was beautiful. It was strong. Uh, Dennis Ortega is a name to keep an eye on. His bat is starting to catch up to his defense a little bit, at least early on in the season. Uh, Alaris Montero is the third-base prospect who will probably end up playing first base in the long run, but it seems like he's cleaning up third base a little bit. He's worn out a little bit, worn down, rather, as the season's gone on a little bit. Uh, but... We still love him. We still think he's fantastic, and I could definitely see. Anyways, he, he has the potential to be a power bat. He has the potential to be uh, an average bat. He's really interesting. Who is the best all-around hitter in the system? You know, if we're not talking about any of the players that have been drafted, you know, if you're talking about from, like, an approach, like, complete hitter, probably Oscar Mercado right now just because he's closer. You know, I like Mercado better than I like Max Schrock. I think Max Schrock is still too aggressive. Mercado has done a tremendous job of developing his entire approach. Uh, I'm, I'm going to omit all the players from the draft in this discussion because they're just too much. I think Alaris Montero has done a lot to raise his stock to potentially be that. Um, I, there are a lot of guys who don't separate themselves, and this is kind of one of the soapboxes I've been on lately whenever I get a chance to talk about the Cardinals in the system. I just don't think that right now the Cardinals have any type of high-end talent between Springfield and, you know, below Springfield and at State College. Like, there's some guys that are interesting that might be able to make a... Um, an impact, but but we'll see. Somebody asked, uh, Iowa Neck says, does Chenea have a future as at catcher, Chris Chenea? Chris Chenea, uh, first off, I, there are two guys in the Cardinal system that I love that are probably nothing more than minor league depth guys. One is Ryan McCarville. The other one is Chris Chenea. Uh, they both have an unusual, unique power set. Uh, they both play catcher in first base. Chenea is a better catcher. Um, I would think, now this is where Chenea gets difficult, is he's in a system where he's probably better suited to play first base. Um, he's a solid catcher, like for a minor league double-A catcher, he's right on par with what you would see in the minor leagues at that level. Now he doesn't do anything that would stand out, and there isn't like, compared to the defense of Dennis Ortega or Carson Kelly or Andrew Kisner, like he's, he's probably a kick below Kisner, but he's not really on par with anyone else. Uh, he's a really, really great minor league utility man. And you never know. In one of the uh, roundups that I did last year, I mentioned with McCarvel and Chinea, they both have the potential power-wise to maybe make a major league debut. And that's a huge step. And something like that could happen, but it's still pretty rare. Uh, when will Spike O'Neill get back to the majors? Uh, Ryan Ali says, uh, you know, right now it, it's not looking promising. I would think that, you know, how about this? By the All-Star game, he'll be back up. Something will happen. He'll be back up. He probably won't play very much. Give me your top five pitching prospects right now. Uh, I like that Alec Hansen. Uh, I like that Forrest Whitley. In the Cardinals system, uh, Ryan Helsley's hurt, so I don't really know how to how to handle that. Uh, 
I'm going Helsley first if he's not hurt, and then Hudson, and then you probably I'm not going to include Gomber. Um, Ponce de Leon, I'd have to throw in there. Connor Green, from a bullpen standpoint, I think I would I would throw in there. There isn't a whole lot going on at Springfield. I like Evan Kurchinski, who's at Palm Beach. Um, you know, right again, right now the, the organization's top heavy, and there really isn't a whole lot to like backfill that. I, I think there's an argument that could be made that Forrest Ro- or uh, uh, Griffin Roberts from Wake Forest. See, I, I'm still doing it. Uh, that Griffin Roberts might be that player, but let's let him get some time in the organization and see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Is Dylan Carlson still holding his own? Now I meant to look to see how he's been doing over the last couple of weeks, C70, uh, and I haven't had a chance to like catch up. Uh, but last I checked, he was hitting. He was doing that 233, 333 thing, and uh, you know, not a whole lot of power or extra bases. But yes, holding his own at a level he's way too young for. Uh, Figuera had three errors last night playing third. That's a great observation, Iowa Neck. Um, I like Edwin Figuera. He is an amazing, a very, very good minor league shortstop. I think that's where he should play. And I actually think he's a better player than some of the shortstop options at Peoria right now. He held his own at Peoria. I think that's where he should be. Uh, I like the fact that he's in state college learning third base, becoming a third baseman. But he's not, he doesn't profile offensively for third base. He's got to stay at short. But the Cardinals have a weird logjam of similar type players at the shortstop level. Ameldo Diaz. Uh, they're there. It makes it tough. Uh, would you trade Yachty for Trout? I would trade Yachty for, Yachty for Trout. No one else would, but I would. Uh, is Rosarena as fast as Mags? Uh, no, he's he's not as like... How do I put it? I think they're equally as fast in the outfield. They have equal fast closing speed. But if you're asking me who's going to get from home to home quicker, I'm going to go Magnura Sierra every time. I think Randy probably has quicker, like... First to third speed, but I would take Mags on the home to first run. Uh, friggin' Cards. Oh, hey, friggin' Cards is in here. Oh, I love that friggin' Cards. We haven't seen or heard from him in a while. I hope everything's going way. I hope everything is going well for you, friggin' Cards. We love you, buddy. Uh, let's see. Somebody asks, uh, are are you feeling Kisner more than Kelly? Uh, I haven't touched either of them intimately yet, uh, but I will be in Memphis this weekend, and maybe Kisner will find his way down there, and we can. No, uh, I look. Everyone knows that I'm a big Andrew Kisner fan. I've, I've, I've been on the Kisner bandwagon for a long time now, even before, like since he was drafted almost. I've always felt strongly about Andrew Kisner. Uh, it's funny right now because Kisner's starting to make adjustments defensively, uh, just as every catcher in the minor league does, and he's doing well, but you're seeing his power evaporate at the plate. He's still holding his own at Springfield, uh, but it seems like he hasn't hit a home run in, in like two months or something like that. He needs... Again, th- these aren't areas of concern. These are just observations. I'm not worried about Andrew Kisner. The power will come. It'll come with average. It'll come with low strikeouts, and it'll come with walks. Uh, it'll come with solid defense. It's just right now it's not all right there, and it- it'll come around. Now, Carson Kelly, since being sent down to Memphis, is back to being Carson Kelly, like Carson Kelly the prospect. Uh, take that for whatever it is. Uh, just know also when evaluating catchers, always, it takes catchers longer to develop. Uh, it always takes them longer to develop. You can look at Kurt Suzuki. You can look at Austin Hedges. You can look at Mike Zunino. Uh, pretty much everyone but Yachty. It takes a little longer for them to develop. So I, I'm feeling strongly about both of them still. I'm not ready to hammer the casket door shut on uh, on Carson Kelly just yet. Uh, ooh, uh, let's see. Uh, has Patrick Wisdom plateaued in Memphis? So... That's a really good question. Go eat at Pearl's Oyster House in Memphis. Pearl's Oyster. You know what? I meant to do that the last time uh, when I was in Memphis. Pearl's Oyster. Um, 
and I didn't get a chance to. Has Patrick Wisdom plateaued in Memphis? Very solid question. What I'll tell you is that when you're an advanced age, when you're, <coughs> pardon me, when you're 26 in the minor league level and you're repeating a level for the third time, you've plateaued. Like, he's doing great right now. Hold on, I gotta get a drink. Hey, to the Hicks family. Sorry about that. You've plateaued, yeah. It, it's hard to plateau when you've done the level three times and when you're old as compared to the other prospects at the level. It's not like plateaued with him. What he's done is he's he's maximized AAA. He can't do anything more at AAA. Uh, it's not going to get any better. It's probably not. It, it'll probably only get worse. Uh, and now it's just a matter of if the Cardinals can find an opportunity for him. Uh, the 40-man roster works against him. The way that the roster is constructed works against him. Although, with Jose Martinez getting hurt, and granted he stayed in the game, uh, but if you saw a DL stint and it ended up being something serious with the shoulder... Anything could happen at that point. And I, I'll say it a hundred times. I personally root for Patrick Wisdom. I hope he gets an opportunity. Um, it's just it'd be a hard thing for him. And yeah, he's probably plateaued. Uh, does he have any trade value? Again, because the thing about Patrick Wisdom, that's tough. And, you know, teams will send their scouts and they'll see him and they'll make that decision. But you can't go on stats because he's been at the level for so long. He's played a really good third base and a really good first base. Uh, I would think a team might take a chance on him if they have a 40-man roster spot. But remember with Patrick Wisdom, every team had a chance to, to pick him up almost for free other than some chump change in the grand scheme of things, and they all passed this winter. I think that that's more an indication of what the market looks like for Patrick Wisdom than anything. And that's not to bag on Patrick Wisdom. I love him. Uh, Patrick B says, hey, Kyle. Hello, Patrick B. Cole Hamels for Munoz and a lower-level prospect, Holy Shield says. I would think it would take more than that. Uh, I know Cole Hamels has an extremely high FIP, uh, but I still think it would take more than just Gyro Munoz and something else. Uh, what prospect would other teams be interested in at the deadline? Well, you look at any of the prospects at the top level, you know, any of the outfield prospects. Now, uh, I've been critical of Jose Adoles Garcia of JAG, um, but the last I checked, in the last two weeks or so, he's starting to turn his season around. I would think JAG has, has value. Carson Kelly, Max Schrock, Gyro Munoz, uh, all of the outfielders in the mix. Oscar Mercado has done a tremendous job to bolster his stock. Uh, oh, uh, Scott, and on cue, Scott D. Walker asked, why has Adolis Garcia struck, uh, struggled so much? Is it bad luck? It was not bad luck. What I will tell you, and I haven't got to watch many Memphis games in like the last two weeks. I've only been able to watch the stat line. And what, I've, uh, what I noticed when he was struggling is that he was swinging at everything. Any type of breaking pitch he was hacking at, a lot of times inside, a lot of times outside. Uh, he was just hacking. And it was getting him in trouble. Again, what you find with a lot of Cuban-born players is that they have an overly aggressive approach at the plate. Uh, Jag did a tremendous job of changing that last year. It's just... It kind of compromised his power, and I feel like he came into this season wanting to hammer the baseball, especially after the spring training he had, and it really compromised his approach, and now we're starting to see him back off of that a little bit, and he's starting to find success. Uh, what prospect hall could Mart bring? Lots of AL contenders need an improvement. Look, uh, I would think Matt Carpenter, especially with the way he's playing right now, would, would get quite a haul. Uh, you know, you're probably talking about one high-level prospect and two mid-level prospects, maybe two high-level prospects. Um, but the Cardinals aren't going to trademark. Not when they're winning. Not when they have a plus 500 record. So just put that out of your head for now. Uh, 
put it out of your head for now. The only way they're going to trade anyone is if they're six games out of the wild card. And at that point, you're talking probably past the deadline. Uh, especially Matt Carpenter, especially Matt Carpenter on a team-friendly deal. Did you watch Holland Any and his rehab appearances? Uh, that's from Kiefer Dean Roach. Can you answer the Ponce de Leon troll question? I missed it. Uh, what will the cards do with Fowler if he never starts hitting? I would imagine he'd just sit on the bench. Hey, Shelton Mysterio, what's up? Uh, sorry, I, I know we have questions. I missed the Ponce de Leon tre- uh, troll question. Uh, isn't the next Brett Wallace, is he... Uh, I don't know what that is. Does Connor Green look better out of the pen? Not really. Honestly, not really. I haven't seen him much out of the pen. I know he's still struggling with this command. Uh, let's see. Haven't heard much about Griffin Roberts, Baker, Gill since they signed. Heard much from... Uh, somebody says bring back Pujols. Uh, haven't heard much from Tyler Mustache. So, Mateo Gill uh, has played two games in the GCL, and he's got a couple of hits. Seems to be handling his own. I think he played third in the first game. I don't know what he did tonight. Uh, I don't believe that uh, Luke and Baker has played yet. And again, as we talked last week with uh, Griffin Roberts, the Cardinals have a way of bringing their drafted pitchers on very, very slowly after they've reached a lot of innings. That's what they're going to do with Griffin Roberts. Why did the Cardinals troll Ponce de Leon? I answered, oh, I I didn't, Graham, I'm sorry. Why did they troll him? They did the same thing with Gomber before they sent him down. Uh, My answer to your question is very blunt because the manager does a poor job of managing his bullpen and doesn't use all his assets available to him in a proper manner. Uh, but hopefully we end up getting to see Ponce de Leon in the very near future. Uh, any update on signing Hill? Hey, Jay David Reed, how are you, buddy? Um, no update. And a matter of fact, the fact that I haven't heard anything is probably a bad sign. Uh, they signed one of the two uh, players uh, that they drafted uh, from foreign leagues. The, the kid from the... Demi- uh, uh, oh, my God, I'm such an asshole. Uh, Rivera from the Dominican League. Uh, Dominican Academy, they signed him, and they've had trouble signing Calleo, uh who's a Puerto Rican kid. They, they haven't been able to sign him yet. Uh, and it seems like he and Jaden Hill, it's going to be one or the other, and more than likely, uh, because Jaden Hill is asking, from what I understand, for a sub, like around a mil, and I don't think the Cardinals are going to go that direction. We'll see how it all pans out. Uh, thank you for Sorry about that, Graham. My bad. Kyle, will the Cardinals ever not suck? It's bad right now, Moves, isn't it? Uh, hello, Moves. It's nice to see you, bub. Um, yeah, it's bad. And, you know... It sucks because you have games like Tuesday night where, sure, the bullpen kind of blows it and you get excited, but the game's kind of good, you know? And then you get a cool moment with Greg Holland. You saw another good performance out of Greg Holland today. You know, it's never not going to be frustrating. The team sucks right now, but I can't imagine it not being frustrated this year. And you know, Moe's, what's crazy is, think back to the preseason when, you know, you thought and you almost had me sway that they might win 94 games. And... There's reason to think that they can reclaim that 90-win area. But it's going to take a lot of turning around. It's going to take pitchers going deeper into games. Uh, It's going to take Greg Holland being what we've seen out of Greg Holland in the last two days. Mm. You know, everything's going to need to click. What I like right now is, and granted, they're in a hitter-friendly park in Philadelphia. But I feel like, and we'll see what happens with Jose Martinez's arm and shoulder. But I feel like... uh, uh, with the front, the top four of that lineup, Carp, Fam, Martinez, and uh, uh, Ozuna all hitting right now, I feel like that's a step in the right direction. It's just now it's the pitching needs to get on the same page. Where it, it, the pitching needs to get on the same page. Uh, four first place teams coming up. I say three wins max. Cody Pointer, you might be right. 
Uh, but maybe maybe they get it together. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I have a strong enough feeling for this team to say one way or the other. I think if you're hedging your bets, yeah, the smart thing is absolutely to say they, they might win one game out of the ne- each in the next three series on average. Uh, that's where the smart money is. I'm just not sure. Need the Rangers talent for 94 wins. Graham loves the Rangers. Uh, the Texas Grahams. How come everyone hates McCarver? Oh, hey, what's going on, brother? Uh, how come everyone hates McCarver? You know, at first I think they hated him because he was critical of the team and they were used to getting a lot of, like, puff and nonsense from Roboski and Horton half the time. Uh, um, and I think now they hate him because he's starting to, like, he's starting to say stupid things. Like, I hate to be blunt about it. I like McCarver. I liked him a lot more last year before this year. You know, he was talking some nonsense about Jordan Hicks's slider being pedestrian. He's just a little off right now, you know? And then he started talking about, like, he's just, he's not the same McCarver. I, I used to really like McCarver, and I feel like he's fallen off. It, you know, I can't tell you why other people don't like him, but what I can or what I can tell you is I've become a little less of a fan, even though I still respect him, uh, just because I don't feel like his he has a grasp of baseball anymore. And that could all, that's probably just because he's not around it like he used to be. You know, he, he's, he doesn't call very many games anymore. So I just think he's just not as connected as he used to be. Uh, somebody said McCarver is bad. Home runs help you win games. Yeah, from Isaac Hopper. Yeah, you know, he says bad stuff sometimes. Uh, what do you think about Kenny Vargas? I, uh, I like Kenny Vargas a lot. I haven't watched enough of him to have, like, a scouting report on him. Uh, I like where they signed him. I like where they drafted him. I like what they got him for. Uh, we'll see how it all goes. What's your 2019-2020 rotation look like? How about we focus on the current rotation uh, and not focus on 2019 and 2020? It's a great question. It's a question meant for an article and a prospect Macarena Q&A. Uh, but there's too many questions streaming and then to go over one by one. What I will say is, as I tweeted out yesterday, I think Luke Weaver needs a break. The Michael Walker injury happened at the wrong time for that. Uh, but I personally like the idea of calling up Ponce de Leon and Gant, sending Weaver down, dealing Waka, and just letting it play out for a little bit. Uh, will someone pluck clap from the cards before Matheny gets the axe? That's a good question, uh, Alex. Alex French, right? I think your name's Alex. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, let's not get too worried about someone plucking clap away. Remember, minor league, minor league managers have a tendency to have a following by their parent club. Uh, that may or may not always be warranted. Stubby Klopp will probably get a chance to be a manager in the long run, but he's not knocking on anyone's door other than Cardinals fans' doors. Did Weaver ever have the walk issue while you covered him in the minors? No. No, one thing Luke Weaver didn't... Look, what's getting lost in Luke Weaver's struggle is that he's lost control of his fastball. And because he's lost control of his fastball, command of his fastball, he's lost control of his 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 curve, or, well, his change at first and then his curve. I cannot tell you, like, the reason I was so bullish on Luke Weaver is he painted the corners beautifully in the minors. He would freeze hitters with a fastball changeup, fastball changeup, inside, outside, up, down. He, he did, like, and there was no walks. There were no hit-by-pitches. There were double plays when runners were on. There were strikeouts. It was all there, and we saw that click last year when he got called up. It's just, it hasn't manifested recently. He needs to rediscover whatever it is uh, that has cost him the command of his fastball. Who's the person standing behind you? Uh, that's Jesus. We're always together. No, it's, uh, it's your mom, bro. Oh, hello from Switzerland. Hey, we love the Swiss. I like cheese and chocolate. Uh, that sounds beautiful, not insane. Do you think the reason Hudson isn't hyped that much is because he was labeled a BP guy on draft day? 
Mm. Look, I think, look, Hudson and Helsley, neither of those guys got the publicity that Alex Reyes, Luke Weaver, and, uh, you know, Michael Waka, Jack Flaherty got. And the reason is because there are holes in his game. Like, not huge holes in his game, but remember, he struggled against lefties. He didn't strike a lot of guys out until recently. Um, so he's still learning on the fly. That's the difference. Like, you know, when Jack Flaherty came up, he was a pretty complete prospect, striking out lefties, striking out righties, getting ground balls. Uh, same thing with Alex Reyes. Like, Alex Reyes had a control issue. Uh, Luke Weaver, too, same thing. And that's not the case with Hudson. Hudson had somewhat of a high walk rate. He had somewhat of a high contact rate. He struggled against lefties. Uh, I think that's the difference. And the other thing with Hudson, and both Hudson and Helsley, is that entering the year when the hype train is rolling harder than it is at any time, um, there were a lot of guys ahead of him. How is Kramer Robertson coming along? The LSU guy, the shortstop. Uh, so it's been bad at Kramer for at Palm Beach. I like Kramer Robertson a lot. They say he does a good job as a leader down there, but he just has really struggled at the plate. Uh, he's a little over-aggressive. It doesn't seem like that's changing. Uh, not a whole lot of hits, not a whole lot of anything that resembles any kind of power. It's uh, It hasn't been promising. And again, he's been okay at short, uh, but the limited arm strength is going to force him to second eventually. Odds Gorman makes Peoria next year from Seagrace underscore 10. Uh, the odds of that, I would say right now are 50-50. It all depends on how he does this year, how he trains in the offseason. What I will say is that him and Johnson City is a good indication that the plan is, and I said good indication, I want you guys to understand that there is um, subtext to that. Uh, that I'm not going to get into detail, but there's good reason to believe that the plan is to start him at Peoria next year if it all goes well this year. Uh, did you think we'd miss DeYoung that much? I did. I didn't think we'd miss Yachty as much as we would miss DeYoung. I, look, you guys have to understand, since the draft, I have been a big Paul DeYoung guy. I was tweeting at Jim Callis about Paul DeYoung after the draft. I, they, they did, he wrote an article about sleepers, and I said, you miss Paul DeYoung, you're going to regret that. Uh, which, by the way, I regret regret tweeting at Jim Callis. That's a total dick move and classless. I'm kind of a piece of shit like that sometimes. I apologize to him right now. Um, but he is an important cog. And when he took to shortstop as, took as, he, as quick as he took to shortstop, that proved to me that he's more athletic and intelligent than I was initially giving him credit for. And uh, it shows. So, yes, I did expect them to miss to Young this much. Are uh, you still the only one who reported Helsley's fatigue? Uh, I can't comment on that, Graham. Who truly has a better chance to be Yachty's replacement, Kisner or Kelly? Honestly, neither. Yachty or Molina still has two more years left on his contract after this year. That doesn't line up on a timeline with either of them. I still think that there's a better chance that... Uh, uh, oh, somebody, C70 says, great Father's Day post. Thank you very much. I still think there's a better chance that Ivan Herrera, who's playing at Johnson City right now and is hitting... Or Dennis Ortega ends up being like the actual replacement for Yachty. Uh, if I had to choose one or the other, I'll say Kisner. Uh, but I, we'll see how it all plays out. Again, we're not talking about an immediate timeline. We're talking about a timeline two years in the making. Again, I understand wanting to ask that question. Uh, I think Kisner could handle it. I think Kelly could handle it. Uh, Cloud Kareem says Julio Rodriguez, who is effectively Dennis Ortega's backup in Peoria. Julio has a great contact tool, and he's an okay catcher for the level. Uh, somebody said they want to give Holland credit. Let's give Holland credit. Who gets majority of starts at second base when DeYoung comes back? Again, a completely fluid situation, but you have to be encouraged 
Uh, you have to be encouraged by what you saw out of Colton Wong these last couple games, right? Um, one step at a time. We'll see how it all plays out. Again, I'm more concerned about the Jose Martinez injury than I think a lot of people are. I see that kind of collision, and I immediately think of Scott Rowland. Uh, his reaction makes me think of Scott Rowland, although he's naturally a dramatic guy, and I don't mean that in like a negative way. I just He's like excited and exuberant, and sometimes uh, the reaction is based on the exuberance and not on actual feel. Uh, I want to see how it is, but... You know, if there's one thing that Alex Reyes in that situation has taught us, when you think you have a surplus, the situation sorts itself out. My guess is, and all Colton Wong needs to keep doing is keep doing what he did in Philadelphia, and we're all good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, rolling out. But, you know, and that's just like whenever I see any type of collision at high speed, I immediately think of that. Alvaro Sejas, uh, signing class. Yes, yeah. Can Stevie Wonder see? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. So I believe Stevie Wonder can see. You know, that guy keeps... He's at the point now where he's old enough that he doesn't care that everyone knows he can see. He still keeps the glasses on and pretends to be blind. Uh, but he's always talking about, like, seeing people. Like, oh, it's nice to see you. Come over and we'll watch something. Now, he might just be fucking with people. And if he's messing with people, then that's the greatest, like, the greatest thing ever. That's the guy's got the best personality on earth. Uh, but... I don't think he is. I remember when Pools broke his wrist like that and came back in like 15 games. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when Yachty broke his testicle and came back like two weeks later. I remember when Yachty uh, took a foul ball or took a uh, got hit by a pitch. I remember when he jammed his thumb. Like, they're battlers. They're gamers, man. Uh, let's see. I'd 100% sell, John Greco says. Yeah. Acting on emotion, I would too. But if you have an organization, that organization is above 500 and you have a lot of injured players and built-in excuses, and you want to handle responsibly, and you want to keep your job, uh, you wouldn't. Again, I think sometimes we get lost in baseball as fans. Uh, we lose empathy for what's going on in the front office, and we forget that the organization is really just a fancy way of saying company. I try to incorporate the word company when I talk about baseball more and more now. And I think you guys should too, because it is a business. It is a company. And you have to look at front office decisions from a business standpoint. Uh, name a prettier prospect than Flaherty. I'll tell you what. Look, this is going to get weird. I think that Andrew Kisner is a handsome devil. Uh, you know, if you're willing to cross lines, that jag is built like a... I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, I think the calls to sell and tear it down are out of touch. Uh, better off than most still. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Keep in mind that the Cardinals are still within uh, a shooting match. They're they're within a shot of the wild card, rather. Pardon me. Uh, and there's still so many teams that have sold that they're going to have to beat on and have a chance to beat up on. And it's not as far off as you think. I guess I got to go look at Kisner. Yeah, yeah, Kiefer Dean Rich. Go look at Kisner. Uh, he's dating a Miami Dolphins cheerleader, so you figure it out. I uh, love that Jack Flaherty, though. Yeah, he's a, he's a handsome devil, that Jack Flaherty. Uh, we could be the Royals, so, yeah. Yeah, and you know what the Royals did last year is they added instead of subtracting last year. And I think that there's a lesson to be learned there. And I'm not saying it's what I would or wouldn't do, uh, to, you know, to hold on and buy. Uh, but I just don't think the Cardinals will. If trade deadline was a week away, what would we do? Oh, they would, they'd buy. They will, let me rephrase that. They would either stand pat or buy. If we learned one thing from last year, it's they're either going to stand pat or buy. Uh, does a double-A player or an NFL cheerleader make more money? Oh, my God. It's a cheerleader. It is 100% a cheerleader. Here's something that people don't realize is players at double-A, like at double-A, I'm assuming that Andrew Kisner makes $1,800 a month. 
Think about that. Anyone who has a mortgage or a car payment, think about what that means. They get a meal when they're at home. They get like a $12 allowance on the road or something crazy like that. Uh, it is the least glamorous life in the world. My guess is the Miami Dolphins cheerleader. Uh, buy is such a relative term. Uh, cheerleaders barely get paid minimum wage, though. So do Well, if cheerleaders barely get paid minimum wage and minor league players don't get paid a minimum wage, then it's a cheerleader easy. Uh, what did you think of the Kelvin Herrera deal? Uh, I'm glad the Cardinals didn't make it because they would have had to give up more. I would have liked to have had Kelvin Herrera, uh, but I, for three months of a player, it just seems like a lot. Uh, good evening, Kyle. Sorry I missed. I didn't know who it was, but hello there. Kyle, do that tongue thing you did last week. You, look, I'm not your little play thing, okay? I don't do tricks on command. Uh, cards try to throw money this year in free agency. I think they will. Uh, somebody says take Chris Archer. I'd love to know what kind of package it's going to get to, to acquire Chris Archer. You know, thinking about what uh, the Nationals had to give up to get Kelvin Herrera, it makes you see like just how much you could fetch on the at the deadline for a relief pitcher, more or less someone like Chris Archer. Uh, Jose Arena's hurt. It's probably time for Sandy Alcantara. I hope so. We'll see. The, the Marlins have been terrible with Alcantara. He should have been in the rotation for a long time. Uh, somebody says, Kyle, grow that hair back. I can't. You know, I've worn hats for so many years, and I, I had my head cooked by the sun that it doesn't grow here, and it grows thin right here, so no more hair. Uh, there's, not a, there's not a one movie. Uh, there's not a one move fix. Probably not. Uh, hello. Hello, Sexbot. It's nice to see you. A uh, rumor is Moneyball era is about to end in Oakland. I'm going to miss those subpar Oakland teams. Yeah, it's nice to have like one team that does well every six years and that's bad every other year. Another disturbing night with Kyle. Yeah, hello, LR Market. Uh, thank you for creating the what I'm going to call the Prospects After Dark drink, which is just a bunch of like prescription medications and booze. Uh, would you root for the LA Rams or Cubs? If I had to choose, I'd root for the Cubs. Uh, the follow deleting Twitter is the reason free agents. Yeah, I don't know about that. I look. I think that the uh, free agents not coming to St. Louis thing is a little overblown. I think it's a fun narrative that you can write about, uh, and you can get miscellaneous and anonymous people to talk about. Uh, but I, it just doesn't carry much clout to me. And again, you know, Hayward was a different situation. But David Price was ready to sign here. It was just a money issue. Dexter Fowler, they had to go over to get him here. Uh, but Mike Lee came here, had to give him a little extra money. I, I just think it's a little overblown. Uh, A-ball players make 200 per month and only for six months. What a crime. A-ball players do not make $2,000 a month. That is absolutely false. I know that for a fact. They make closer to $1,400 a month. Uh, just remember, Hayward had to delete his Twitter in Chicago. That's right. Uh, hey, do we know when Ryan Sheriff is coming back? Uh, probably a year from now. He had Tommy John surgery. I'm going to Memphis Friday. Going to catch the game that night. Where should I go for dinner? Hey, I'll be in Memphis on Saturday and Sunday. Hit me up. Uh, I'm on Michael Givens' trade train. I love that. Kyle Reese, I love your... I love you mimic. Cool. Hey, look, you know what? I've got a sex bot coming after me. That's a step in the right direction in my life. Uh, free agents aren't coming to STL because Matheny is a bad coach. That's a rumor. It has not been substantiated. I think there's reason to believe it. But again, it's rumor. Let's not treat it as factual. Um, money talks. I'm not saying it's a widespread issue. Money still talks. I'm saying. I get you. I get you. Uh, uh, do you have notes? You list off facts like crazy. Uh, it's definitely the beard. Uh, so we're talking about my beard. You know, I don't get to do this a lot. But I'm going to take a drink to my beard, which is beard-like.
Uh, Delvin and the squad update. So, man, I've gone out of my way every morning to wake up and watch Delvin Perez at bats at State College. Hey, Forever Cards, what's up? Um, do you think Mike Shannon should retire? No. I, it, Mike Shannon's terrible if you're trying to listen to the game, but if you're trying to just enjoy the game, he's fun. Uh, somebody said Delvin not playing today. Delvin did not play today. So Delvin Perez is playing for State College, and I've been anxious to watch. I'll tell you what. he, His arm has saved him from committing two errors. He bobbled two balls that I've seen hit to him, and his arm looks as strong as I've ever seen it. That's a check mark in the right direction. His stance is still funky. He's stepping out way too wide when he swings, and that's taking away any chance for him to drive the baseball. But he's finding holes right now when he does make contact. I wouldn't say I've been unimpressed by Delvin. I wouldn't say that I've been impressed by Delvin. What I will say is everything seems to be good with Delvin right now, and that's what's getting excited. May, uh, man, you look like a metal singer. I look like a jackass. I look like an avocado that got peeled open, and then when someone found out it was brown and not ripe, they tried to like fold it back together and then staple it, and then take the staples out and hope that it had been sewn shut properly. Uh, how high is his ceiling? I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, I'm a rock and roller. Are you talking about Delvin or the MLB team? I was talking about Delvin Perez, but you make a good point. Should MLB eliminate the shift? I don't have any feelings about the shift at all. Uh, you know, I I kind of like it. The thing is, MLB, and I do agree with a lot of old school baseball people who say this. MLB doesn't need to eliminate the shift. Hitters need to eliminate the shift. That's the only way it's going to change, you know, become complete hitters, push the ball to the left side if you're a left-handed hitter, and force MLB teams to adjust to the shift. Uh, I personally, right now, it's not something I would do. K's are up, home runs are up. It's been trending that way since the beginning of time, and just let it play out. Juan Soto is the best outfielder on the Nats. Don't at me. I love that Juan Soto. Uh, how high is Sejas's ceiling? Uh, you know, his ceiling's high. Yeah. Think You know, this isn't a fair comparison, but think of it as something similar to Luke Weaver. Uh, again, he, think of it as something similar to Luke Weaver. Like, that's his ceiling. Uh, Helsley Hicks, Fernandez, Reyes in the back of the 2019 pen. It could happen, but remember, Fernandez is working his way back. Uh, by 2019, I imagine Jordan Hicks will have pitched 715 innings over 3,000 appearances. Uh, and Helsley's hurt right now, so let's see what happens. Do you prefer Bader or Mercado long term? I prefer Mercado. I think Harrison Bader is a fantastic fourth outfielder. I think ultimately that's what Oscar Mercado will be. Uh, I just think right now Harrison Bader has tremendous trade value because of the defensive metrics, and I feel like now would be the time to maximize his potential for trade. Best prospect in the farm system no one is talking about. The easy answer that I go to is Alaris Montero. Uh, I think Yariel Gonzalez has an incredible hit tool. He's a first baseman at Peoria. Um, doesn't have the power to stay at first. Uh, you know, Andy Young at Palm Beach is still getting screwed over. He should be at Springfield. Uh, people still talk about Lane Thomas. I'm, I never really jumped on the Lane train, Lane Tom, the Lane train, as it were. Uh, Tommy Edmond. Actually, you know what? Graham says Tommy Edmond. That's a great answer. Not just for not, but really. Uh, Tommy Edmond is. So let me tell you about Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond was aggressively promoted to Springfield last year, and it showed in his stats. And this year, he struggled a little bit at the get-go, but he's hitting for average over his last 20 games. 
And Mundo Sosa is getting all the headlines uh, because he's hitting for a little bit more power than Edmund did. But Edmund's hitting, he's hitting at the top of the lineup. He's taking walks. He's hitting for average. He's stealing bases effectively without being thrown out. Uh, I would like to change my answer. I will say it's Tommy Edmund. I love that Tommy Edmund. Uh, my boy Colin Gardner over at the Redbird Daily loves Tommy Edmund, and it's for good reason. Uh, oh, so oh, Alex Carr says going to watch the Andre the Giant documentary with my wife. So signing out, you rule. Thank you, Alex. Uh, you're already signed out. Uh, what is my ceiling with you? Uh, we could definitely go steady. Is mi I miss John Jay? Yeah, I said it. Sacrifice the noodle arm for the 300 batting average. Again, I don't care about batting average. I just love John Jay. So I, I understand what you're saying. Where were your thoughts on Piscotti when he was with? Okay, so uh, uh, Edmund is leading the Cardinals minors in stolen bases. I believe. I believe you're right. Uh, Andy Young walking more, striking out less, hitting for more power, three for three. Exactly. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, and this is where it gets fun with Andy Young, uh, ask me the question about Piscotty again. Where it gets fun with Andy Young, he's doing all three of those things, but he's also doing it at a level that he should be doing it at. He should have been in Springfield. He should have started the year in Springfield. We should be talking about his results at Springfield. Right now, his stats are skewed at Palm Beach because he's better than that level. Just like Stefan Trosclair, he should be at Springfield and he's wasting away at Palm Beach. Uh, Naparelli says Tommy Edmund the GOAT. Uh, was Carpenter a highly touted prospect? Carpenter was not a highly touted prospect, but he was a minor league organizational player of the year. Hold on. As a third baseman. He, uh, he had like 13 home runs that year. He didn't hit for a lot of power and he wasn't like anything to get excited about. He looked like he could be a major league role player. Uh, and that's pretty much what he was until he peaked and started hitting for power and never stop, uh, never stop taking a bat at bat. Uh, somebody said, "Please take a drink." I'll take a drink again. Bader or O'Neill? Who's more likely to be dealt? If I'm hedging, I'll say O'Neill. Uh, I think the Cardinals love Harrison Bader and they know that he's a fan favorite and people will buy his jersey. Uh, take another drink. Uh, once again, Tim McCarver, what greatness are you? Are all you haters comparing him against? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to stay out of the Tim McCarver talk. Again, I think that there was a time when Tim McCarver was excellent and great, and I love that he was critical at a time when it didn't seem like there was a lot of criticism on the broadcast. Uh, I just think that now you're seeing someone who only broadcasts like 20 games a year and probably doesn't watch baseball much. Uh, somebody said it literally. they literally just destroyed their pants. Now, do you mean you came in your pants? Do you mean you pooped in your pants? Did you pee in your pants? Are you sweating in your pants? Uh, you can't just say you destroyed your pants. We need details. Uh, what are Patrick Wisdom's biggest strengths and weaknesses? His biggest strength is power in defense. His arm is the strongest aspect of his game at third base. Uh, his weaknesses, uh, he takes bad at bats. Usually he strikes out too much, although it's refined a little bit this year. And there isn't much more than power. Although, again, this year's kind of an outlier. And, again, that's because he's been at Memphis now for three seasons. Has Piscotty reached your potential since being called up from minors? So the one thing I want to – Kyle, do you write up of Hanson for my B-Day, please? When's your birthday, Graham? Uh, let me know. I'll, I'll do a write-up of Hanson for you for your birthday. Oh, Alan Craig ramping back up for another MLB run. Probably not. I remember, he needed to be added to a 40-man the organization he's currently in isn't prone to doing that with someone like him. Uh, maybe it happens. I hope it does. Brighter future cards of the Blues. Well, if you're going by prospects, it's the Blues. Uh, but I don't have any faith in that organization to do well. I thought it was only going to be a fart. Turns out it was followed by various wet lumps. Now, is it like the runs? Do you have the runs? Or is it like logules? Uh, looks like Medina and the closer at Springfield now, which is dangerous. Uh, Yeson is uh, 
it's a little dicey. Tyler O'Neill uh, taking lots of walks recently. That makes me very yeah. Tyler O'Neill is an example of an aggressive promotion. A, a high school kid who starts raking right away, who is aggressively promoted. And at Springfield, or not at Springfield, at the AA equivalent, which I'm forgetting right now for Seattle, he would walk and strike out a ton. He had like a 12% walk rate or something like that and like a 28% strikeout rate. And then when he got promoted to AAA, the, the league just outclassed him. It was just too much for him. And now we're starting to see the Patrick Wisdom from a couple of years back, the pros- like the top 50, top 25 prospect in Major League Baseball start manifesting at Memphis with a little bit of seasoning. If you'll remember... Going back to last year, I would talk re- like relentlessly that the best thing would have been for Tyler O'Neill to not get called up until June. He forced their hand. He deserved it. He was impressive for a small stretch of time. Uh, but this is the like this is the ultimate capability of Tyler O'Neill at the major leagues. With a player like that who is aggressively promoted and struggles, that tells you they're going to do it at the major league level as well. It's just a matter of getting him enough at bats to adjust. A uh, Holland Matheny Mabry uh, FMK. Ooh, I. You know what? So here's the thing about Mabry. That dude's got a huge dick. That's the rumor, and I don't know if I can handle it to be honest. Uh, so I'd have to kill him. Uh, man, I hate that Matheny. I really do. He's handsome as the devil, but I hate that Matheny. Uh, A. Seidel asked, do you think Tyler's arms are bigger than your head? I bet you my big fat head is just the size of Tyler's arm. Uh, and that's not saying anything against either, but it, I bet you my, my big fat head is the size of his one man arm. Uh, is O'Neal ever a starting outfielder for the cards? I hope so. Uh, that's the room. Somebody says, how big? Uh, Mabry's, so again, the story we told in one of the first prospects after dark is I knew someone who allegedly had, had intercourse uh, with with John Mabry, and the rumor was that it was the biggest this young lady had ever seen. Uh, so just keep that in mind whenever judging his ability to teach hitting. Uh, do you think, let's see, has Piscotty reached your potential since being called up from the minors? What I want to say about Stephen Piscotty is, the comparison that I always made with Piscotty is I thought he would turn out to be like uh, Nick Markakis or Andre Ethier. And he's never been that. He showed signs when he first got called up and in the first half of his first full season... Uh, but it never manifested. So, no, he's, he did not reach the, the ceiling that I thought he would. Jose Martinez is doing an Instagram Live sick in his bed. Is he really? Oh, how can I compete with that? Uh, was she cute? Yes. Uh, tell us more about this chick. I'm not going to tell you anymore. I was young. As a matter of fact, I was like 15 and this girl was telling me this story. Ha! I could listen to O'Neal talk after every game. Eller Market. I agree. Um, this is what I think. I just, uh, when I get in, I just want to lift weights and uh, I want to represent Canada as best as I can. And, you know, I really like the Rocky movies and I'm really looking forward to Creed 2. And, uh, you know, I just want to make my family proud. Uh, you don't understand how funny you are right now. I'm an asshole. Thank you. Uh, sorry if already answered. Concerned Terry Fuller not ready for Johnson City. I'm not concerned. Again, Terry Fuller has a substantial learning curve that a lot of people don't realize because he's always been a football player. And he's still learning how to play baseball. I, you know, I thought for sure he'd start at Johnson City. He didn't. He's on the GCL roster. He hasn't played in either of the two GCL games. Uh, but, but we'll see, you know. I'm not, it's nothing I'm worried about right now. Terry Fuller gets a bit of a pass because of his background. Uh, not, something I don't want to... I don't want to like bring up to like make light of it, but the other thing is that when Terry Fuller was drafted, there was concern about his like background. He grew up in a broken home, and like 
a dangerous, dangerous broken home. And I would imagine the Cardinals are going to be a little bit more ginger with him because of it. Uh, Allen and Fabry in a first for Price. Yeah, nay. Nay, I don't think Price is that much of an, uh, an upgrade over Allen. Do you think we will make the playoffs? Uh, I do think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be the second wild card. I'll stick with my prediction. I think they'll win 80, what I say, 86 games. I just said 86 or 88. They'll win 86 games. They'll be the second wild card. Can we have the old Tommy fan back? I think we're starting to see the old Tommy fan back, right? This, this little series in Philadelphia might have been the little jumper cable jump start. Uh, somebody said, hire me. I will gladly hire you. I will pay you nothing. Uh, happy B-Day, Graham. That's right. Happy uh, June 30 is my birthday. Uh, Graham, I'm going to make a note. June 30, Graham. So, Graham, if I forget, brother, I do want to tell you happy birthday. I love you. Thank you for all your support. Again, I think of you like a little brother. I really mean that. I hope you don't take the shit I say seriously. I just mean it to tease you. And uh, I've got nothing but mad respect for you, buddy. Uh, would you trade for Panarin? I would trade for Panarin. Kyle, come on. Price is a huge upgrade. I think consistency-wise, but I don't know necessarily talent-wise. And not at the price of Robert Thomas. You know, NHL draft picks or whatever. Again, baseball, baseball, baseball. Uh, can we trade Matheny for a mascot? A Fanatic would be the ask, right? I think Fanatic would be a high ask. And also, like, the Fanatic is the Jason Hayward of mascots, right? Like, his metrics are good, but is he really good? Uh, let me do the podcast with you. I don't know who is saying it, but come on out. Just don't talk about her anymore, Kyle. <laughs> I forget that you're a teenager and that you still be concerned about stuff like that. My bad. Promotions in Peoria. How soon? Hold on. Good life, Sean. That's who wants podcast. Uh, uh, I'm an asshole. Okay, so we're gonna take we're gonna take a break uh, and we're gonna talk about something that, like. I want to talk about the, the Birds on the Black Facebook page. Uh, the lovely and talented Carrie for Cards has spent a lot of time on the Birds on the Black Facebook page. You need to go on the Facebook page. You need to like it. Uh, that stuff goes well for us. Remember, if you're supporting us, uh, then it allows us to do things like go down to Memphis this weekend, get my press pass, and report on what's going on in Memphis for you guys. So please check out the page. Uh, Carrie has done an incredible job. That Carrie on Cards on Twitter uh, is an incredible, incredible person and a, a lovely young lady. And uh, she's done incredible work and it deserves to be recognized. Uh, we need to do call-ins, Kyle. I would love to do something like that. A while back, Gifts and I tried to work on something with uh, YouTube Live and we just couldn't make it work. Do you even Facebook bros two styles? I am not on Facebook. Uh, what kind of merch is on the Birds on the Black? Okay, so right now on the Birds on the Black merchandising store... It's beautiful, by the way. We've got dad hats, we've got hats, and we've got beanies. We're going to start there. Uh, we're, we might branch out into some t-shirts. We're trying to figure out the logistics of that. Um, you're going to want to keep an eye on the, the site. But you should definitely go buy yourself a hat. The hats are beautiful. Uh, I'm a dad hat guy because I'm basically a 90-year-old trapped in a 32-year-old's body. Uh, let's see. Uh, best potato chip in the world, the kettle-cooked jalapenos. I'm still a cheesier ranch Dorito guy. Uh, somebody said I'm in. Yeah, go to the go, again. Go to the Facebook page. Uh, you'll be able to find all our content there. Go to the merchandising store at Birds on the Black. You'll be able to get the the swag, bro. Uh, Kyle for president. Someone says I'll gladly run for president. Again, you're gonna need to prepare yourself for some major shit that's gonna come out about my my past. I'll write about it so that I beat it. Kyle, I'm not a hat guy, but count me in if there's even a T-shirt. I would love a Birds on the Black T-shirt. I'd love a Prospects Up After Dark T-shirt. I think that's on the horizon, but we're trying to work out the logistics. And again, uh, that Cardinals gifts, uh, that Cardinals gifts paid for all of this stuff out of the pocket, out of his pocket, and he did it for you guys. It, you know, 
He did it for us because we wanted the attire too, to be honest. But he did it for you guys. And I doubt he's making any type of money on it. He's shipping that stuff to you for free, even though I believe it's coming out of his pocket. Uh, Cardinal Gifts is the best. He's absolutely the best. And uh, at the very least, go get a hat for yourself. Uh, goldfish or Cheez-Its? I, man, I don't eat either, to be honest. I, I like a good goldfish, though. Call up Eggie Strode for the logistics. God, that dude is so creepy. Uh, Gifts is the best. Yeah, see, everyone loves your cards, Gifts. Uh, Gifts is the best dude ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so here's what we have. I've got my maker's mark here. I love the article you wrote about your dad. Thank you very much, uh, Ralph Brody. I appreciate that. Uh, again, if you haven't had time, uh, before we get into hold on. FMK, Gorman, Fuller, or Carlson. Uh, oh, my God. Birds on the Black Lingerie. I'll wear my G-string while doing Prospects After Dark. Um, I'd, I'd like to marry that Gorman right now. I'd like to have sex with that Fuller, and I would like to kill whoever the other person was, but not because I don't like them. Uh, before we get into the article thing, uh, again, one last, uh, one last toast here uh, before I re-up my cup of makers. Um, one last toast to all the dads out there. I hope you had a tremendous Father's Day. That cheers goes to Mr. Hicks and Mr. Cower uh, for their participation in our prospects after dark. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, man, this is not easy for me to talk about. Uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, let's see. Birds on the Black G-String. Yeah, love the gifts and Kyle. Thank you, Melissa. We really appreciate it. Um, what, uh, what else does everyone have? What, what kind of questions? What do we want to talk about? Happy Father's Day to the Godfather of the chat. The Godfather of the chat. Uh, cards, gifts. How could I miss that? Mr. Hicks is indeed the Godfather of our little chat. Uh, uh, Juan Yepes, somebody says. Juan struggled at Palm Beach before he got hurt. Uh, what would be your cohesive fix for the Major League team? Savior, my boy. That's a good question. You know, a cohesive fix... I feel like that's a loaded question. Um, hey, hey, Mr. Hex, there he is. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in here. Oh, that makes me happy. Hello, sir. I just didn't see the same without you. Have I ever been to Vegas? I have not been to Vegas. Um, somebody said, what's the cohesive fix? And to me, that seems loaded because what you're asking about is why isn't there, uh, why isn't there glue in the dugout, in the, bull, in the uh, it, you know, in the locker room, and I think I feel like you're trying to hint that it's a coaching issue. If you're asking me what the fix is for the major league team, it's just everybody needs to play as good as they're capable of at the same time. That's baseball. That's the essence of baseball. Uh, I feel like there's a narrative being pushed that the Cardinals give up, and the reason they're giving up is because they're not being pushed by their manager. And I feel like there were at least two games out of the last three where the Cardinals fought back and almost won a game. They lead the league and walk off wins. They, they've had more games decided on the last out than any other team. This team doesn't quit. Sometimes they look, they look tired and malign. Uh, but I don't view it as a, as a cohesive issue. I just view it as sometimes bullpen mismanagement, which starters not going long enough, and people not being effective when they need to be effective. Uh, somebody said Alex Fagaldi at Peoria. Yeah, uh, Fagaldi was like a 20... Fourth round pick last year, uh, who has put up a minuscule ERA, a really interesting player, a really interesting guy. Uh, again, more likely, probably more than likely, probably only minor league depth, but we'll see. Uh, somebody said they didn't do enough in the offseason. Look, they added four bullpen arms, 
and uh, a middle of the order lineup piece and Cy Michaelis. They did a lot in the offseason. Uh, I mostly just meant with what you know. Well, uh, I think Tui's time is up. Again, I'm not ready to sell out Tui. What I would like is I would like to be I would like for him to be used differently. Hopefully, Holland becomes a bridge to Hicks, becomes a bridge to Norris. But I wanted that role to be Brebbia. We were talking last week and the week before that that was Brebbia's role. He had earned it. He was doing really well. And they started giving it to Tui, and I just, I think Tui is a fine bullpen piece. I think he's a gap stopper. I think that he can be nasty sometimes. I think overusing him is dangerous, and I think he's being overused. I just think that Brebbia is better suited for that role. Uh, ooh, oh, this is a good one. FMK, pinch hitter John Mabry, hitting coach John Mabry, or assistant hitting coach. I think the assistant hitting coach John Mabry is the winner of the marriage. I think pinch hitter is the one that you sleep with, and I think you murder the hitting coach. Uh, with Sheriff out, who do you go to to get a big left-handed uh, out late in games? Now, Ben, you and I, we're going to argue on this, but I would still go Austin Gomber. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Who's the manager going to go to? The manager is more... <laughs> uh, by the way, Cars Gifts retweeted out, and I'm squinting like a jackass here on the Twitter tweets. Um, the manager is going to go to Matt Bowman. Just be prepared for that. Uh, prepare yourself for it because you're going to need to be emotionally prepared. Uh, I'd still go to Austin Gomber. 14 at-bats is not a large enough sample size. Uh, home run and a double in 14 at-bats. Uh, I know the Woba was high. I know all that. But give him a chance. Give him a chance. And also, don't get excited about what you saw out of Brett Cecil. But Brett Cecil took a step in the right direction today. Greg Holland took a step in the right direction in this series. Uh, you know, I'd still go that direction. I still think that there's a chance we see Sean Gilmartin in that role. And by the way, Ben Cerruti wrote a great article at Birds on the Black today about some potential options for the left-handed role, the loogie role. And you should check it out because Ben presents a couple interesting guys. Uh, I would think that the Cardinals... Uh, uh, let's. What current relief prospect in the mind... Oh... Uh, somebody asked, is, oh, Frank, uh, Frank Cower asked, is Schrock coming up soon? I don't believe so, sir. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think that you're looking more of like a September call up there unless a couple people get hurt. Um, what I will say about any acquisition that the Cardinals make, keep an eye out, especially left-handed relievers, for, I gotta move this stupid lamp, uh, for guys who lead the league in appearances and have led the league in appearances for a couple straight years. I think that's the key to finding out who they'll, they'll target. Tell everyone that Schrock doesn't hit for power. Schrock doesn't hit for power? He makes good contact frequently. Uh, but we love Max Schrock. Max Schrock's a solid player. Uh, let's see. Best current relief prospect in the minors. Uh, it would have been Darian Gonzalez. It's probably Connor Green. Uh, Junior Fernandez would be up there and Hector Mendoza. Those are your four. Woodford got pounded again, just growing pains or something more. So, hold on before I get to Woodford. Will Jordan Hicks ever be a starter in MLB like ever? Uh, I don't know how you could take him out of the bullpen with him being as effective as he is.